the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Wall Street Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump and the government's top infectious disease expert have differing ideas about whether a malaria drug may be effective against the coronavirus. A day after the president expressed optimism that a drug now used for malaria can also be effective against COVID-19, Dr. Anthony Fauci said no, hydroxychloroquine has not been specifically approved. It was not done in a controlled clinical trial, so you really can't make any definitive statement about it. But the president was more upbeat, saying he's a fan of trying the drug and thinks it might work. It might, and it might not. I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Fauci said the FDA is looking to see whether the drug is safe and effective for coronavirus patients. Greg Clugston, Washington. President Trump has announced a package he says includes immediate relief to renters and homeowners by suspending evictions and foreclosures for 60 days. This is SRN News. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Save big during O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools DIY Day Sale. We have great deals on socket sets, impact wrenches, and more. Plus, extend the life of your vehicle and improve performance with five parts of O'Reilly Full Synthetic Motor Oil and a MicroGuard filter for $25.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confident and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the following program was pre-recorded. Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. It's hard on the fire. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Um, looking up. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. Ah. There we go. Got it. Want to get you this information right now. At this particular moment, at this particular moment, the Fed funds rate is currently targeted 150 to 175. Right? 
In the Fed Fund's future market from March 18th, there is now a 95% probability of a 50% rate cut. Bloomberg, I didn't, I didn't have an exact, I didn't have a good enough uh, audio to play for you to sort of emphasize this. But bank on Bloomberg yesterday, and then and then spread to the other stations. So you would have heard it right here on Business 1440 yesterday. That's why you should tune in every day. Now, I mean, I love it that you tune in on Saturdays, and I'd be even more honored if it turned out you would listen to the replay on Sunday in case you missed something the first time. But a rate cut right now, so Bank of America comes out and says, 50% rate cut. We need a 50% rate cut. By the end of business yesterday, by the close of business down at, down at the Chicago Board of Exchange yesterday, or Chicago Mercantile Exchange yesterday, a 50% rate cut has probability of 94.9% in the data. I think it's bound to happen that they at least cut 25 and they likely cut 50. What I'm arguing for, what I'm arguing for is, is not that they do it this way. Be my preference to do the following. Monday, 10 a.m., FOMC, after having had an emergency meeting tomorrow, Sunday, comes out and says, we're making an intermeeting cut of 25 basis points. We're going to take out an insurance policy regarding coronavirus right now, because my gosh, everybody else is. If you run an organization that has contact with the public and you have not even thought about coronavirus, get off your duff and get, get to it because it's a big deal. All right? All the organizations that I work with have had conversations about what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me right now? And I, I, I won't go into any details of the various organizations I work with, but I can tell you I'm on two nonprofit boards. I'm on I'm on a city board, and of course, I'm dean of the School of Public Affairs here at, at a at a significantly sized uh, university that has you know daily foot traffic during the week during the school year of of somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand persons, depending on the day of the week and the time of the day. So guess what? We have to talk about it. We have to get ready for it. The Fed statement was unusual and it's fine and he wanted that into the record before markets closed on Friday but if Jay Powell really wants to do something I think he has to come out and say now come out on Monday and say we're going to take an insurance cut out right at this moment we're not going to wait for March 18th I don't think it looks like a panic because by having the market think you're going to give 50 and instead you give them 25, you're saying, I have the confidence that this, that this isn't that big a deal, but we have, a lot, we have much more uncertainty than we had before, and so we're going to take this step now. I would not do 50 basis points on an intermediate cut. I would do, I probably would agree to 50 if, it, if he had waited until the meeting to, to make that decision. But I don't think they should wait. And um, over on Twitter, let me grab, let me grab that, the quote. It's, it was a very interesting point he made. This is from, uh, this is from uh, a, a fellow down in Dallas who follows us uh, regularly, uh, who goes by the Twitter handle Black Lion CTA. I, I, Kept track of him. I've corresponded with him on other platforms besides this. Uh, besides this on Twitter, but he writes, at these levels, I'm not sure there's much the Fed can do to move aggregate demand. Flooding the zone with additional currency isn't going to accomplish much unless lending standards are reduced. Well, lending, okay, let me, let's talk about that. Lending standards have been reduced. We've seen substantial evidence of that already. I think the lending standards are looser than they were two years ago. Commercial construction's done very well. Do we think that all those commercial construction projects 
could have met the same criteria that we had in 2014, 2015? I think not. I think regulatory I think the regulatory agencies have sort of backed off. I think the I think the pressure from from the regulators from say FDIC or the or the Office of the Controller of the Currency, I think or, or even from many of the state banking regulators are a little more lax than they were before. That's what 10 years of 10 years going on 11 years of expansion do. Eventually people get confident Eventually, people lose. Me- there's a loss of memory. Many of those people that are look are doing bank examinations are typically younger folks because those jobs don't pay well. You earn your you earn your stripes doing bank examinations for FDIC or or some other bank regulator, and then you hop into the private sector and make and and make your big coins. Then they haven't lived through two thousand eight. I wonder what share of the bank examiners have got done that. So lending standards already reduce. So you might wonder, why would, why would I think that this is going to increase aggregate demand? Again, aggregate demand is about monetary policy. And monetary policy is all about, okay, monetary policy is all about creating creating the conditions for what the equilibrium inflation rate will be and therefore what the equilibrium nominal interest rate will be. Fed doesn't control real interest rates. It controls nominal interest rates. And it has some small, it can have some short-term impact on real rates, but the equilibrium real rate is not controlled by, is not controlled by, by the Fed. I think what's important to understand is the Fed's going to say, we're going to do whatever it takes. Now, the whatever it takes part always scares people because it sounds like I'm advocating for negative interest rates. I am not. I think they've been a disaster for Europe. I think they would be a disaster for the United States. Okay? I don't know how banks can stay in business with negative interest rates. I, it's, and, and you heard me say in the beginning of the show today, that I mentioned financial repression. I did that intentionally. Negative interest rates are financial repression on stilts. You absolutely positively should never, ever go there. But extra currency can have an impact in this way. It can lead to bringing funds from offshore into... It can stop some of that, that issue with the US dollar appreciating. Remember, go back to the go back to this particular point. I while the interest rates are important and while currency is important, another thing which is important is the exchange rate because this economy is becoming increasingly open, contrary to the wishes of the of the administration. When you hear the president rail about high interest rates, every once in a while he steps on, yeah, every once in a while he steps on a rake, but every once in a while he also steps on on the correct point, they are increasing the exchange rate in the United States and making us less competitive. And so our export markets are suffering. So there is a trade channel through which we can stimulate aggregate demand, even if that additional money is not going anywhere else. That additional money going into the currency markets it's going to drop the the dollar relative to other currencies. It's going to make our exports a little more a little more competitive, and there's an impact that could be had through that. And that's where, in fact, the Fed could have a real impact, at least for a while, into that market. Believe me, our our international trade partners would not be happy if it turned out we were cutting interest rates, you know, as aggressively as as some of us would argue. They will not like the 50-point cut because that would put us, that would put the Europeans on the wrong foot. That will even put our friends, the British, on the wrong foot. And that will be a problem for them. But it might, be, it might be the right thing to do, and it can have an impact on the economy, even if it doesn't mean there's additional domestic lending. 
because those dollars could be borrowed for international lending purposes rather than domestic lending purposes. The difference between the Black Plague story, the Plague story, the Black Death story, and the coronavirus story is during the Black Death, there's pretty much no international trade. Every, every part of the world, even England, is an autarky. It, it only trades with itself. Now, with international trade being as large as it is, you have transmission mechanisms between different countries, and it's a very different thing than what we saw back then. I don't think you can't use the, the I, I, I saw some people using that story, including Sumner even, using, using the Black Death as a, as a story for why coronavirus would do this or that to the economy. It's like, no, you're missing all the international trade mechanisms. That, 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 story, that story doesn't hold. Okay, and I think they're very important when the country that's the that that that's the uh, precipitating factor turns out to be China, which has an export-oriented policy, but does a whole lot of import substitution as well, and has restrictions on on the ability of other countries to export with it. It gives it a really funky flavor and 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 kind of hard to tease out. I'm gonna. I'm going to use some of the modeling we've just talked about because I've actually today taught you a little bit about how a macroeconomist tries to use a very simple model of of aggregate demand and aggregate supply to think about an economy. I'm going to shift that focus a little bit because another another place where we've had we've had significant discussion over the last few weeks and a great post posted last weekend that we just barely touched on from Casey Mulligan. Um, talking about how to talk about the impact of the various proposals that you're hearing during the Democratic debate. No accident. I'm talking about this today when when Democrats in South Carolina are choosing who they would prefer to be their nominee. We're going to talk about the Sanders plan and how you could use economics to talk about the impact of that plan. Right after this, the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers hello i'm mark stoneman president of wnav audiovisual wnav audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well we also provide installation services for churches schools and corporations no matter how many people are at your event WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens 
to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I was having a conversation. How King Banger Show Business fourteen forty. I was having a conversation with a with a colleague of mine. We were in a car yesterday. Fabulous experience. We were down at the state capitol watching uh, some undergraduate students present their research that they'd worked on, and it was really great stuff. But coming back, um, he is uh, from the British Isles, and um, I confess, I confess a complete love for uh, for all things Britpop, um, and uh, unabashedly. Okay, I because we I asked him. Uh, we were driving by XL. I said last great concert you saw there and he after saying he took his daughter to see taylor swift he said well prior to that duran duran and i'm like awesome that's great and in in, and and so we got it got us into a long discussion of that um uh i mentioned that uh there were two there were two album two things that got me to stop listening to um uh metal uh and things and started moving me in a different direction and Peter Gabriel and Genesis was one of them. The other was Talking Head seventy seven, uh, but that was but so 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 odd uh, that why you'd choose that song right there because that's a that's like one of those that's like listening to that song is like one of those pivotal moments when you're like I've been listening to lousy music, <laughs> right? I got to change. Um, anyway. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. That conversation continues on on Twitter about about whether or not the Fed is uh, in a good policy or not. I'll take calls for the rest of the hour on that if you're interested. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. My argument again isn't isn't that uh, we're going that we're going to operate through the investment channel to uh, stimulate aggregate demand. I th- my argument is we're going to operate through the export channel because the president is correct about this. The exchange rate between the United States and our major trading partners is a hindrance to expanding to expanding uh, U.S. Uh, share of, of uh, global trading. It is when you've got other countries operating negative interest rates. Everyone wants to jump into your currency, and the only way they can jump into your currency is to buy it, and that means that that appreciates relative to the others. So the Fed might be, in fact, the uh, the 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 that might be, in fact, the tail wagging the Fed dog, making it making it cut rates. Even though maybe maybe it shouldn't. You might say it shouldn't. It might make things looser. I'm just that. That's my argument. And, but I'm going to leave that there because I wanted to. I had wanted to talk last week, and I'm going to talk today about about the about the Bernie Sanders agenda and trying to think through, like an economist, what impact this would have if it was passed. Now, preface this by saying, I'm imagining a world in which Congress would, would vote for and, the pres- and President Sanders would sign Medicare for all, okay? And, and add to that, uh, add to that the other elements of the, of, of the uh, plan, free child, free child care, changing the changing the energy sector significantly free public college we're going to add all of that in to do that to do that we're going to look at we're going to look at a model not dissimilar to the one that we were that we have we have been talking about just now sort of a, a, a simple aggregate demand aggregate supply world in which we're going to have supply created by production and demand created, created you know, not through the C plus I plus G stuff. I'm going to actually change Mulligan's analysis just a titch here. 
As he indicated, in the 2019 economic report of the president, remember last week I talked about that the, that the, the new one's out? <gasps> and it's, you know, and, and talked about my love, my geekiness over having the ERP. The ERP last year, okay, the ERP last year had a whole chapter on Medicare for All and its impact. Titled Markets versus Socialism. You can bet this drove people crazy, right? It just probably just drove them drove them absolutely up the tree. So let me let me take you through some of that calculus of how it is that you that you can analyze analyze uh, Medicare for all. And I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going we're going to take then we're going to use uh, Mr. We're going to use uh, uh, Professor Mulligan's. Um, uh, uh, blog post, which I'll tweet to you again at the break. I've tweeted to you a couple times before, but I'm going to put this up here again. What we what we, dis, what we said was, so let's suppose the following. Let's suppose that you pass Medicare for All. That means 100% financing of the, of the health care system. And this is reflected in in this piece uh, in the 2019 economic report of the president. Um, most people believe that it would it would reduce longevity and health, particularly among seniors, because you're going to get rationing of care. And the rationing of care, in in a model that would would argue for efficiency would likely lead to decisions being made at the margin, which says a person who is looking at end-of-life treatments in a fully paid-for public system would not have the choice to extend their life unless they met certain criteria, and that a third party, a government panel, or a even a hospital panel, it doesn't have to be government, even though it would be in this system, but any panel of, of third party is likely to make decisions to not provide extra care to someone in the last few months of life sooner than the family will. Having been through that, that decision-making process with a few people in my own life, I can tell you that sounds right to me. Can I prove it? I don't know, but I'm just asking you to think about just Just spend some time thinking about it for your own self. I think you'd come to the same place I would. In the economic report of the president, you raise taxes to pay for Medicare for all. Absent me, absent from the uh, for the moment, this idea that I would tax billionaires, and let me instead just imagine that you're going to put those taxes in in the least harmful way possible, I'm going to give a Sanders administration the benefit of the doubt to say, when they put the taxes in place, they're not going to be idiots. They're going to actually do this in a way that is the least disruptive to the economy as possible. Okay? Or in the language of an economist, it's going to minimize the dead weight loss of taxation. So we're not going to we're not going to do this in some substantial way. We're just, we're just going to do it this way. In that chapter, in chapter eight of the of the 2019 economic report of the president, they report out that they would have to raise payroll taxes by 14 percent. So the Medicare tax in your check would have to go up by 14 percentage points. Tax payments would rise by eighteen thousand dollars per household per year. Now, candidate Sanders has said, yes, but you don't have to pay any of those, those premiums. You don't have to pay those co-pays and so forth. So that's a wash. Ask yourself how many people actually get to, the, to, to pay all of the co-pays. Because some of you have deductibles that might be 6000 Some of you have, and, and there are families out there that have more than eighteen. For those families... They probably would rather pay $18,000 more in payroll tax than paying a $24,000 deductible on a health plan if, in fact, they are paying $24,000, and they know that in advance. But we seldom know in advance how much we're going to 
whether or not we're going to pay all of that. And it's probably not a very large percentage of the population. If we assume those points, right, 14%, in, 14 percentage point increase in the payroll tax, premium, okay, averaging $18,000 per household. The economic report of the president says, Medicare for all, thus financed, incre- real income and GDP fall by 9%, real national income net of taxes and health spending, in other words, disposable, dis- let's call it disposable quasi-discretionary income, meaning you took the health pieces out, but you haven't taken out your housing costs or that, would fall by 19%. Now, is there a better way to finance this other than other than using the payroll tax? Probably not. And the and the, the Sanders plan does say we're going to your taxes are going to go up if you make more than $29,000. So, if I do that, I think I, I think it's fair to say that these numbers don't seem unreasonable and the payroll taxes is sort of a logical way in which to pay for it, since med- that's how we pay for Medicare already. Why wouldn't we use that to pay for Medicare for all? all right. Is there a more efficient way? I'm not sure I could find a, a, a better one. I don't think the 9 to 19% is unreasonable. But that's only one part of the plan. And now what I want to talk about is the remainder of the plan and how it ties to this idea of of how we talk about supply and demand in this this way in which we would do this, say, in a in a principles of economics class. And I'll tell you that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. It pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. Then check in daily to see how you can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com where every deal is a steal. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. 
Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9, live on Business 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, updates on the jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. So glad you could be here. By the way, my comment about the music before doesn't mean I don't listen to anything before 1976. I listen to a lot of stuff before 1976. But I can tell you it's probably been it's probably been a couple decades since I've ever since I've turned on Grand Funk Railroad or Deep Purple or Black Sabbath. And I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of that. Just deal with it. So let me let me six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're doing we're doing some things that I think cause a. I can just I'm just enjoying the conversation. I'm just enjoying the conversation uh, that's going on right now. And by the way, thank you, thank you. By the way, uh, for for listening and thank you for the process because I do want to talk about this Bernie thing. And, and the way I want to talk about this is is in this way, because there's a lot of focus on there's a lot of focus on on sort of the, the dollar amounts, and so uh, you know it's going to cost thirty two trillion dollars. Taxes are going to go up by this much, and, and so forth. It's like just as we talked in the last hour, I did these topics together for a reason. Coronavirus is, is, is a hit to the supply chain and therefore a hit to aggregate supply. Putting all this additional money into the economy, people will argue, will actually make the economy grow faster or better. That's the, that's the Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez argument. You will never hear them talk about the impact on aggregate supply. And in particular, you won't hear them talk about productivity. Remember, the mother's milk of the economy is productivity. Why? Why do I say that? Because it sounds so capitalist of me to say that. But, but to appreciate this, right? In a, in a place where wages are set by markets, the, the buyer and the seller of labor, the buyer being the firm, the seller being the worker, will agree to pay more for the workers out for the workers labor depending on what happens to the value of the additional hour of work that that person that that worker produces right if i hire you for one more hour and you can make me 20 more hamburgers each of those burgers pays each of those burgers is able to produce for me a dollar more of profit over my over my uh, over my uh, material cost over the cost of the beef and the electricity and the the rent on the grill etc. Okay, so dollar more dollar more per burger twenty more burgers. I've got twenty dollars of additional profit. The worker and the and the entrepreneur agree to split that revenue. That's how workers get paid in a market. Now, suppose as a result of that, the result of having taxes put up, so payroll taxes get put up by 14% for Medicare for all. Let's suppose I'm in a world where, where the regulations at the, you know, for not exposing the workers to as much uh, stress on the job or whatever means that that worker can only produce 16 additional burgers an hour. Now there's only $16 to be distributed between the worker and the entrepreneur. There's only $16 rather than 20 If they had chosen to split it, let's say, 60-40, if they continue with a 60-40 split with 
Okay, wouldn't you know I'd do this in such a way I have to do math now. Okay, then the employer is going to get $6.40, and the, and the worker is going to get $9.60. The real wage of that worker goes down now because of a decrease in productivity. As I've said several times on this show, people, when I talk about Trump economic policies, they typically want to go right away to the tax cuts. And, oh, the tax cuts haven't done anything. You know, they're just giving money to the billionaires. It's like, well, one cannot argue with the fact that there has been a, a significant amount of deregulation. The, the, wor- the value of deregulation to a worker is that it increases productivity and increases the size of the pie to be split between the worker and the employer after everything else has been paid for. Now, that's not exactly how... That, that's, I'm doing this as a simplification. In the real world, it's not how it works. Okay. Okay. But, nonetheless, there's significant evidence that increases in productivity get transmitted to workers through higher real wages. They support an environment in which you can pay, pay them higher real wages. And if you, go, if you want to bring out the real wage data to say that didn't happen in the United States in the last 40 years, I just say make sure you included benefits, which are untaxed and preferred by workers to taxed increases in real wage. The sa- think about what happened with the Obama administration and what happened when, when, when President Trump came, came to office. This is again from Casey Mulligan. Okay. If you look at what happened in pre CEA, the Council of Economic Advisors, in the new economic report of the president on chapter th- in chapter three, estimate the pre twenty sixteen trend from regulation reduced productivity by point one six percent per year, which would be one point three percent by twenty twenty four. Assume President Sanders would undo President Trump's deregulatory agenda and his corporate tax cut and therefore reduce productivity by another 3.3%. Taking energy as 3% of the economy, the climate change part of the Sanders agenda would, again, optimistically reduce productivity by 3%. Adding these to the productivity losses in the nationalized industries, healthcare, college, education, child care, you end up with 10.9% less productivity. Thus Sanders, thus, excuse me, Mulligan writes, real GDP and consumption would fall 24%. Employment and hours would fall by 16% combined. Real wages would fall 11% before taxes, but because your taxes are now higher, after-tax real wages would fall by 51%. The last time we experienced numbers like that were the Great Depression. So the stock market would fall probably by a similar amount, 50%. I mean, this, this last week would, would, would be, you know, a drop in the bucket. do not think it's possible for anyone to look at that agenda without thinking about what the impact is on productivity, what's the impact on supply, and if it shifts aggregate supply more than it shifts aggregate demand, one more thing. Prices go up, right? Prices have to rise. And so I encourage you to read the economic report of the president from 2019 and chapter 8. I encourage you to read, read... Read along in chapter in, in chapter chapter nine, okay. Uh, excuse me, chapter three in 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 in, in uh, twenty. Um, which which I would believe uh, I I believe this this situation has gotten to be very light. Now, one piece which he did an appendix at the end of this this particular piece, which is this. One thing that's not measured in this, and to be very clear, because this last weekend, this last weekend, we were talking about climate change, 
because we had a conference up here, the Winter Institute, about climate change. None of what I've just described measures the impact of uh, uh, the climate effects. But the problem with the Sanders agenda is banning fracking makes climate change worse, not better. I don't quite understand why we want to, want to ban fracking. To the extent the worst climate means less GDP for the United States, that adds to the GDP impact. But there are other parts of the, of the climate agenda that Sanders has that could make things better. But the ban on fracking is, fracking is, is, is not very smart. And as uh, was pointed out by one of, our, one of our presenters, if you live in Minnesota where you rely a lot on, on, um, uh, on electric energy to recharge your electric car, you're probably doing more damage to the economy driving an EV than you are by driving your gas-powered vehicle. I may try to get her on the air to explain that for you sometime. It was a really good presentation. So... He's grading it out based on optimal policy. But frankly, frankly, a lot of the things you see in there are suboptimal policy that, make, that probably means that Mulligan's estimates are underestimating the impact, not overestimating. So why the heck does he say these things? Well, I have a thought or two about that, and we'll give you those in our closing segment right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Fear and greed, panic and euphoria are emotions that drive the market. Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to keep your emotions in check and help you turn panic into prudence when markets don't cooperate. Alan Mike will share with you tips to succeed in up and down markets, even crazy ones. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366- 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life pro-life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Business 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call Business 1440 today at 651-405-8800. 
That's 651-405-8800. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So, you know, a few more little facts before I go ahead and do that. I I had forgotten, and someone someone uh, texted me during the break about uh, the um, how different how when this chapter was in the economic report of the president last year, the the howls from uh, from uh, some elements of the media and from some uh, some Democrats regarding uh, the fact that there would be a chapter of the economic report of the president, 2019 version, titled Capitalism versus Socialism. And yet here we are. And I, I would contend, contend if, if, if you are engaged in conversations with people who want to argue for socialism and you're looking for good arguments uh, for for good information to have those conversations with them, you could do a lot worse than just getting this. It's free. You don't even you don't have to go buy it on. You don't have to go buy it from Amazon. You can get the you can get the entire report for free, and just cr- open it up to chapter eight. In their analysis, in the in the analysis. Um, in the analysis, again, I just point out one more time. National income with Medicare for All, based on CEA calculations, including information from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, based on the Senate bill, on the bill, the Senate bill introduced by Senator Sanders. Medicare for All impact negative 9%. Taxes rise from 33% Total taxes rise within the national accounts, national income product accounts, from 33% of GDP to 44.3% of GDP. Private health spending currently is 9.5% of GDP. Let's suppose that goes to zero, right? And that's, that's his argument, right? Well, wait, wait. There's no longer private spending. You're going to get all that money, right? Well, once more... Private health spending goes from 99.5% to zero. But taxes have to go from 33 to 44.3. Why? Because there has to be an increase, right? Some people, now that everyone has their health care fully paid for, don't you believe that there will be some people who get additional health care that didn't before? Right, isn't that the argument? I mean, there's some people that are going without health care and now we'll have more? Well, you would expect a rise. We currently have taxes and health spending at 42.5%. That would now go to 44.3%. Why? Because people would consume health care that they didn't consume before. Even with end-of-life rationing and all that, you're, the, the models indicate that you would get more. That means that disposable personal income, disposable uh, disposable income, national income, less taxes and less private health spending, goes from fifty-seven and a half percent of your of your of your uh, your paycheck to forty-six point seven percent. That's a fall of nineteen percent. So why do they propose it? Well, they've been very blunt about this, uh, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. No less. has come out and said, look, we know we're not going to get Medicare for all. But I need a president who's going to pull on the process to pull people along so they'll decide to go along with, you know, maybe we'll get the public option. And that won't be so bad. But the incentive structure is such that once the public option is in place, you basically have private health insurance companies who are seen as being deeply disliked by 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 uh, the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party, with now a public entity able to compete with them. 
how long before they introduce using additional tax money to allow the public option to become more and more attractive, to pull people away from those private systems, and maybe not outlaw them, but just let them die off one after another. Maybe at one point the public option and Blue Cross Blue Shield decide to merge. And the merger, in essence, nationalizes the blues. Certainly a possibility, is it not? Again, the impact of this is, as you increase taxes and as you increase regulation, there is a supply-side impact of those things. It operates to reduce productivity of, of labor and production. It lowers wages. It lowers profits. And there are folks who think that's a good thing. But it also lowers wages. And in the process of lo- lowering those wages... You're, you're simply going to have have people unhappy, but with a system that now will be nearly impossible to turn backwards. Turning back deregulation that's been put in by, by executive order, which is what Trump has done to many of the executive orders from the Obama administration. The unfortunate part has been that except for cert- some exceptions, um, the deregulation that's happened in the, in, during this administration is also by executive order and can be undone. Most of it can be undone. Not all of it. Because some of it became codified, codified through Congress. That, but that is the impact that it can have. Right? So the argument against, against what's being proposed by the Sanders agenda isn't a redistribution question. It's the efficiency of this economy. It's the productivity of this economy. It's ability to allow people to work, save, and thrive. That's what's, that's what's at stake in this. And that agenda is not, that agenda somehow is appealing to more and more people. And so I will talk about it because I'm, I'm quite concerned about what happens to the economy in a world that looks like that. Thank you, Wyatt. By the way, Wyatt, I understand he'll be away for a couple months uh, while he while he goes off, but he'll be back. He'll be back later on. See you later, King Banging Show Business. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers if your house needs new windows you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations high pressure high priced and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you well this year do the opposite i'm ryan with my three quotes the one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window buying experience First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit my 3 Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, my 3 Quotes. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. 
And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 